You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to In Her Shoes. I'm Lindsay Peoples, and I'm editor-in-chief of The Cut. On this show, I get to talk to people that we love and admire, or some that we just find interesting. We'll explore how they found their path and what maybe have gotten in their way and how they brought others along now that they've arrived. Tracy Margolis is the chief merchandising officer at Saks Fifth Avenue. Tracy has continued to create innovative conversations and connections in fashion, changing the way we think about brands and shop them too. We got a chance to talk to her about her career, her start in the industry, and what it's like balancing motherhood. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me here today. So I open every show by asking our guests what shoes they have on. Um, We have to get our fashion fix. And obviously the show is called In Her Shoes. So tell me either about the shoes that you have on now or if you're barefoot, um, which a lot of times people are doing these working from home. um, Tell me about your favorite pair of shoes. Okay, great. Today I'm wearing a pair of Manolo Blahniks. They are yellow. They're yellow suede and they're a mule. And I'm really excited to wear them. I actually picked my shoes out first before I picked out my outfit because I wanted to wear the shoes before I decided what I wanted to wear today. Yellow Manolo sounds amazing. So what would you say that it's like to be in your shoes at this moment as well? I've read so much about you and obviously we've crossed paths in the industry. um, And I know that you've you've done a lot in reshaping the culture around shopping. Um, I read your cover tour piece about being a single mom during the pandemic. And so I'm just curious of like, what is it like walking in the shoes of your life currently? Great. Well, that's so I don't even know where to start, but there's so much to say. So I have to say that I love what I do and I'm really passionate about being in this business and being in this industry. And two of the most important things that I've encountered is amazing product and amazing people. So I feel very blessed that I've been around so much talent and really so many amazing people. So I really love what I do every day. And then on a personal note, I'm a single mom by choice, and it's the constant juggle of being a mom, being in it, balancing work-life balance, figuring out how I'm the best at what I do and how I focus at home and how I focus during the workday. And what would you say, um, you know, explaining to our listeners in detail, because I think, you know, obviously you work at Saks Fifth Avenue as a chief merchandising officer, but what does that exactly entail day to day? What does that look like um, in your role that people don't realize? So the key aspect to what I do is really set the strategy and the vision for the merchandise strategy, make sure that we're capturing what our clients are looking for being forward with what trends are happening, and really making sure that people feel relevant and shopping at Saks. 
And what do you think makes, I mean, obviously there's a million places to shop today. So what are you thinking about when you are, you know, hiring buyers or just, you know, filling the store with different brands? What are you thinking about in making Saks something that is very different and feels more personal to people? Sure. I feel like it's really all about the curation, the edit. How are people shopping today differently than they're shopping before? I think with social media, people want immediate gratification because they're always seeing things online. So you're always moving fast to make sure you're representing not just like what the trends are, but street style, making sure that we're broad in our investment and that we're really catering to all different customers. Mm -hmm. um, and what I look for when I'm looking at buyers is really just being a passionate, you know, passionate for the business. Because once you're passionate about something, you're successful and you feel it. And I think that that really helps when you're passionate and you put that into your work. I guess walk me through also just day to day, like what, what is the flow of your day? Do you have a lot of meetings? Do you have to meet with designers? Like what, it, what is the actual like schedule of your day, you would say? Sure. I think what's the exciting thing about this job as a merchant overall is that different timeframes bring different um, parts of the business. You know, as you move up in your career, you become a little bit further away from the product than you do if you're a buyer or a divisional. But I love being around product. It's my most favorite thing to do. I love being in a showroom and I love meeting with designers and talking about their collections and hearing it from them themselves. But the day and the week can bring all different things. So there is, you know, a handful of business meetings where you're meeting with your vendor partners to talk about the business and what we're going to do. There is a handful of market appointments where you're seeing the current collection. There's internal meetings where you're meeting with the teams and you're strategizing. Um, so it really can vary on what parts of the time of the year there is. Also, one of the things that I'm most excited for is September Fashion Week. And we get to go to the fashion shows and be inspired by all the amazing talent that's out there. Do you feel like meeting with the designers is the coolest part of your job? Or what do you feel like is the coolest thing to to actually see come to life versus what do you think is the most challenging thing? So there's so much that is the most interesting part of my job. This job brings different sides of your brain. It's the creative aspect and the financial aspect. So I love when those two pieces meet. When I'm meeting with the designers and hearing them speak about their collections, I find it so inspiring to hear about how they came up with the concepts, what they were thinking, what they love, like what are their favorite pieces. It feels so fulfilling to see them be successful. I also love being in market and going through a showroom and seeing the product and the touch and feel. And really, you know, being behind luxury products, sometimes I get a joy just honestly when I look at a jacket and I look at the lining of the jacket or I look at the back seam and just understanding how beautiful the product is. Um, also, some of the other things that I find inspiring is, you know, being in Fashion Week and sometimes I'm looking at you know, the locations and how beautiful they are and how I'm inspired by the architect. So there's a lot out there that inspires me on a daily basis, but I do find it so rewarding to see someone put their heart and soul into something and then six months later, turn it around, see it in the store and say, oh, that's what they were talking about. And to watch a business grow and really get to know the people behind it. I love that. Um, we always like to also just go back to the beginning on this show. So where did you get your start in the industry and what made you specifically want to work in the industry in this kind of capacity? So my great aunt Florence owned a dress store in Brooklyn a long time ago. It's called Phillies. And my grandmother actually ran the accessory counter in that shop. And I'd go to the Javits Center with her and I'd help her organize the shop and straighten it out. And I really loved being a part of that. 
But when I went to university, I studied psychology. And I thought I wanted to be a therapist, but I decided that it would be very difficult for me to take all that work home because I'm a very emotional person and I get attached to um, my friends, my family. So I decided from that day on, I was going to take an internship at Bloomingdale's. It was actually in the White Flint Mall at the time. And during that internship, I learned about buying, I learned about visual merchandising, and I decided from that day on I wanted to be a buyer. I kind of knew what it was, but it just felt right because I knew that it was part creative, part financial. What was it like for you to grow in your career, though? I mean, obviously, you've you've had to endure a lot of ups, a lot of downs in it, and um, whether that be, you know, shopping habits of people changing or pandemic or, you know, finances of companies or different things. Um, so what would you say it's been like for you to grow mm-hmm. in your career and grow in each role? And, and did you ever experience any kind of imposter syndrome or, you know, any any challenges that you faced in transitioning into leadership roles? Yeah, I mean, I would say you keep on going and you keep on learning And I've come across, I mean, I've been doing this for over 25 years, and I would say, thankfully, I continue to learn. I think as you get more mature in your journey, like you take things differently. I think the first time, you know, business softens, I was, you know, you take it personally, but now you learn how to deal with the macro environment. I think, you know, one of the most challenging things is I remember this, the first time I became a divisional merchandise manager where I had a a much larger team. And just learning to be a leader and a visionary, I think, is a big step in your career. And that was a learning experience for me. So I would say that was probably the biggest shift, becoming from a buyer to a manager um, of of a larger team. But I think as you grow and you learn in your careers, there's ways to deal with things. Um, and you want to make sure that you're inspiring the team, you're setting the vision, you're setting the strategy, and you're making people feel comfortable as things evolve and change in the industry. But also change is good. And I think in an industry like this, you have to always be open to change. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I know... 
because I've had to transition into different leadership roles. I think over the past couple of years, my leadership style has changed. And when I think about my legacy and how I want to be a manager, how I want to be part of a team and lead a team, uh, I think a lot of that has shifted depending on where I'm at in my personal life and also just the kind of team um, that I'm building and the kind of goals that I'm working towards. And so I was curious of what you feel like have been some experiences that have shaped your leadership style. Sure. I would definitely say that consistency and transparency is really um, one thing that has shaped my leadership styles for sure. But I'd also say empathy. Empathy and relationship building with people that work with me is really critical because as people are going through things, um, you never know what else everyone else is going through. And you really want to be supportive personally, professionally. Um, I always want to be there for my team members. I have an open door policy. I think for me, it's like the more communication, the better. And I prefer informal communication because these are people that you work with day in and day out. And I want them to spend more time focusing on themselves or their own roles rather than just focusing on, you know, big, long, formal communication to me. But I think just being there for people is really important and asking like, how are you today? How is everything? How was your weekend? But like, I actually go through that and I mean it because it's really important to me that people feel that they're invested in, they're invested in along their career path. And of course, a lot of women have to deal with balancing career and family, as you mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, and, you know, you mentioned also, and I had touched on a little bit in the beginning, how you chose motherhood on your own terms as a single mom. Um, when was that moment that you decided to pursue motherhood? I think, you know, something it's, you know, as a woman, a lot of people are always thinking about their next chapter in their lives. And to be honest with you, at a certain point, when I turned 40 years old and I didn't have a significant other, I had to figure out what was my next chapter going to be like? And I decided that I was going to have this baby on my own. I had a really good friend, Abigail, who told me, you know, for you, like your journey may not be in the same order you want it. But it will happen. And, you know, I took that really to heart. You see a lot of people getting married, having children, and it's all in this like specific order. And I realized that from that day on, like maybe my order won't be the same, but this is the right order for me. And I think that's great. Like, I really think whatever makes anyone happy is what makes people happy. And you have to do what's best for you at that moment, but not think that everything is so set in stone. Um, but I was really concerned about that and how I was going to be able to manage a profession and have a baby on my own. What would you say some of the best advice that you've gotten as you've been growing in your career, but also, you know, growing as a mother and balancing both? I think it's not about the time, but the quality. Whether, you know, I don't look at my watch when I'm at work. I look at like when I'm here, I'm giving 100%. When I'm at home, you know, you know, being in this business, you have a lot of commitments after hours, you have a lot of commitments, you know, with travel. And I find that as long as when I'm home, I'm giving 100%. It's not about the time commitment, but the quality, the quality of the time that you spend with people, the quality of the time that you're focused um, and really be in it in a moment when you're in the moment. There was a line in the cover tour piece where you said, I've had to toss out my old career book and things that I couldn't fathom before now are the norm. What are some things that you feel like looking back, you are less rigid about or you're more flexible around in your life? Well, I think it's also the way that I manage people. Um I'm just definitely about people get to work when they get to work, not like physically, but they get 
they do something when they can get to it and and that's okay with me and i find that also like prioritizing is really important prioritizing from a workspace from a personal space prioritizing things and then also one of the things that i find that is so helpful is really getting ahead of the calendar and making sure that you're able to do the things that are important to you whether that's professional or personal do you ever experience any mom guilt creeping in Always, always. But I think that's with everyone. I think, you know, you always think that you could do better, you could be more, more present, you could be more visible. But I find, again, like there's certain times a year where I'm really able to, you know, put in 150. I mean, I try to put 150% all the time, but there's certain times a year where I really get my fix in. Um, One of the things is over the next few weeks, I'll be taking my son on vacation. And it's just like some really great one on one time. So what advice would you give women who are wanting to embark on a similar journey as you? I think what's most important is to be open, to be open to something that you may not have thought this was the typical journey, to let love in. Um, It's more, more to love and to know that if there's people out there that can do it, you could do it and have that confidence and to know that you know, you don't want regrets and that if this is something that is right for you, that you should go by, go to, go by your gut. And what would you, I know you've talked a little bit about, you have a lot of support and community. What does that community look like around you, whether it be at work or at home? Well, you know, a lot of my coworkers have been working, we've all been working together for a long time. So I feel like we have an amazing understanding that we're just always there for each other. And if someone can't be there, we cover it for each other. Um, It just feels really great. And, you know, Mark Metric, uh, the CEO of Saks, is very understanding if I need to go go do something. It's just like an understanding that we all have together. And then personally, um, I have a great friend network. Um, I have a group of mom friends that are always helping me get through things and that we're always there for each other. Um, And it feels really good to be part of this community and to have a group of people that you could always go to when you have questions with no judgment, of course. What do you do for self-care in the midst of all of the amazing things that you do? Um, I do feel like balance is a is not really a real thing, but do you feel like you've ever mm-hmm. truly found balance or your thoughts around that in the midst of trying to have self-care? I'm a, I do feel I'm that type of person who I burn it at both ends at night and in the morning, and that's just what I'm comfortable with. So I make sure that I have balance and that, you know, if it's a busy week with work, I try to figure out how do I get a group of friends together for dinner or go for drinks. Um, I recently started to work out again, um, which took me a while, to be honest. I started to do Melissa Wood Health. And one of the big things is that even if it's just 10 minutes a day, I'm doing something for myself. So I feel really good about that. That's something that I really just kind of completed recently. Um, but I think in this industry and just like being type A personality that I am, it's always hard to feel that. But I feel I feel like I'm in a good place right now with work-life balance. You know, one of the things when I first started this career is I would say work hard and play hard. And I don't play as much anymore, but I think that that's really important. So you don't feel like you regret or have resentment towards your career. And when I was younger, I would go out on the weekends and I would sleep at my, I remember sleeping on my brother's couch on a Saturday night. And because I was doing an internship, I had to get to 
uh, Bergdorf very early the next day. But I felt so great. I was able to work hard and be in it. And I was able to still go out at night. And, you know, like, yeah, of course, I was tired. But I felt like it was such a great moment to know that I wanted to have it all. And I feel that, you know, women today shouldn't have to sacrifice anything, that you should be able to have it all. Yeah. Um, I mean, in general, what are you most hopeful for going forward in your career, motherhood, in, in your life? What am I most hopeful for? That's such a good question. I am hopeful that my friends and family and the people around me, honestly, are healthy and happy. And, you know, as you get older, you really appreciate the critical things and really say, to me, if everyone is healthy and happy, that is like what is the most important thing. And, you know, that's what I look forward to. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking this time. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. In Her Shoes is hosted by me, Lindsay Peoples. Our lead producer is Taka Zen. Our engineer is Brandon McFarland. I'm Lindsay Peoples, and thank you so much for listening. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.